The Next Constitutional Amendment Once the Court has spoken on the meaning of the Constitution, a majority of both Houses of Congress and the President together are powerless to change it. They can tinker around the edges, but history has shown the Court's willingness to tie up loose ends and reverse the work of legislatures, state and federal alike. The states and the Congress retain the ultimate authority, however. Two-thirds of Congress can propose an amendment to the Constitution, and two-thirds of states can instruct Congress to call a constitutional convention for the same purpose. Although our Constitution may well be the most difficult to amend of any Constitution currently existing in the world today, it has been amended twenty-seven times. The first question, therefore, is not whether it can be amended, but rather whether it should be amended. That depends on the issue at stake, or more specifically, on how the issue is understood. The foregoing chapters have suggested a particular understanding of money in politics and the Court's judgment on the topic. That understanding is sympathetic to a variety of reforms not just constitutional ones, but in the end, it suggests that the issue of money in politics runs so deeply and so profoundly through our political system as to be constitutional in essence. This is true in two ways. The issue goes to the heart of both democracy and capitalism, and is therefore constitutional in the sense of affecting the nation's makeup and nature and it is constitutional in the strict legal sense as well, centering on the meaning of constitutional text. Both aspects of the issue bode in favor of foundational reform. Despite its doubly constitutional nature, political finance is unaccounted for by the Constitution itself. The Constitution is silent on the issue, and the First Amendment was not drafted with it in mind. The radical variations in the Court's rulings stand as a reminder of this, and as a suggestion that this area of law has not been properly committed to the judicial branch. The United States has fallen into this dangerous malaise of legal subjectivity only because of the incredible age of its Constitution, the oldest Constitution in continuous use today. If the Constitution were to be amended to account for political finance, legal disputes would still arise, but at least there would be a concrete baseline from which to derive specific principles. The disagreements across the Berger, Rehnquist, and Roberts courts on political finance have not been caused in the first instance by the juxtaposed ideologies of their members. Many courts host a diversity of political worldviews without issuing such radically contradictory decisions. The primary cause of the Supreme Court's contradictions is that the Constitution gives personal ideology free reign in disputes over money in politics.